Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. I'm Ren. And I'm Ashley. And we're your hosts for today's podcast. Expect some tangents. You're along for the ride as we interview valued people in the travel industry. From photographers to vagabonds and everything in between. Let us help you make every trip an adventure. Reading the road signs, gone trippin'. One playlist at a time. Gone trippin', odometer's tickin'. My Mountain Dew and Red Bull sippin'. I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishing Cause I am gone tripping This episode is brought to you by Conquest Maps. Use the code GONETRIPPING for 20% off your entire order. Conquest Maps product is handmade in the United States. It helps you easily track your travels with a variety of maps to fit your needs. They're made with high-quality cotton canvas and real cork. There's personalized orders and a variety of sizes for the pinboard, posters, or vinyl. There are maps of the world, of the United States of America, individual states, and even the Caribbean. The map comes with pins so that you can follow your family's travels, and each can be personalized to fit your family's needs. But don't just take my word for it. I like Matt. I like to like where I've been. Head over to conquestmaps.com for 20% off your order when you use Gone Trippin at checkout. It's that time. Drink of the day. Because every road trip starts with a drink. We've been having this ongoing discussion about whether or not we should tie in our drink of the day with our guest or not. Right. And so um, I feel like we did that today. It's a product that our guest today actually peddles. Well, so, there you go. So we had, it's special today. Our whole yeah. episode is special because we actually have guests in studio with us. To tell them our drink of the day, we actually have bacon soda. Ooh. A baking soda. Bacon soda. Bacon soda. Ren and I go shopping at our favorite little pop shop, and it's called North Market Pop Shop in Frederick, Maryland. He doesn't know this, but he like gets in and he starts looking at all the different pops. And by the time he's done looking, I have already bought what I wanted and he doesn't know what I bought. And this is one of those. Well, we've been saving this soda for a very special occasion. And yes. I feel like... This is the one. This is the one. We almost used it a couple weeks ago and that would have been very, very Disastrous. sad. Are we trying it? Yeah, everybody, here we go. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> it does taste like bacon. Mm. It does. I uh, feel like it's got a little bit of root beer taste to it. Or cream and, soda. And then with bacon in it. Mm. Oh, the aftertaste is um. It's like smoky. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's almost like, like a little bit of burnt bacon. Yeah. yeah. That's actually really true. <laughs> yeah, that, that aftertaste. You know, when you get burnt bacon and it just doesn't taste as good. Like going down, I feel like it tastes like a cream soda or a root beer. Mm. Like it's got, and mm. then it's the it's the after part. That after you could not pay me, I don't think, to drink a whole one of those. Oh come on. <laughs> after I'm not a big aftertaste. Like, aftertaste is important. You so love bacon. Use. I do love bacon, but not burnt bacon. You guys don't have to finish that if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to grab yours? Yeah. She's like, <laughs> I actually don't mind it. Okay. <laughs> so that soda is uh, by Lester's Fixins. I've never heard of Lester's Fixins soda before. It's interesting. I don't know. I like most bacon everything, but that one was super interesting. And I probably wouldn't drink it again because I don't like burnt bacon. Well, now that we drink the product, I think we should get on with the guest. Yeah. Today's guest is an interesting guest. Ashley actually reached out to them a couple weeks ago, 
and well can i be honest yeah i didn't actually think i'd get a response I know. <laughs> well those are the best I, ones i really right? didn't like i was like oh i'll, I'll try this but isn't that like 90 percent of the people we contact it like, is it's, that's very true us. and so then i got an email back well first we should tell them who the guest is yeah so we had a drink of the day bacon flavored soda um and they're not famous for their bacon they sell bacon but they're famous for their wieners hot dogs and their Wiener Mobile. Yes. And so we have two drivers of the Wiener Mobile fleet. Yay! Oscar Meyer, even. <laughs> so we'd like to welcome yeah. Cheyenne and Gabriella. Welcome, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> the first question we have to ask is how do you become a Wiener Mobile driver? Well, first, you got to finish your story. Oh, it's my story. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I randomly reached out. I was like, hi, I'm on Oscar Meyer's website. I might as well just see if we can get the Wiener Mobile on. And I really, I really did not think that I was going to get a response. And so it probably took a couple days, maybe even like a week. But I got an email from Gabriella being like, hey, I'm one of the drivers and we'd love to be on your podcast. And even better that they were going to be in Pittsburgh by like, what, the end of the month? Yeah. Week? And so I got really excited. So I'm like, that's three hours away. Like, we're happy to like drive there. And um, she was like, what part of Pennsylvania are you in? So I explained. And she's like, well, actually, we're in D.C., which is only an hour away. And then even better... She said she would come visit us and to our house. So we have the Wienermobile currently parked in front of our house. On the grass. And, and I we, feel like a rock star a little I, bit. I know. <laughs> well, they pulled up about, what, an hour, hour and a half ago? And uh, we just got in to actually record the podcast because everybody, I mean, we live on a farm road. And everybody drove by uh, and stopped and uh, I mean, right from the get-go. Can we get a picture? And uh, they were very gracious and let everybody yes. check it out, see the inside. And uh, So maybe we should start with that question. Do yeah. you guys feel like celebrities when you drive with um, everybody stopping? Yeah, you're basically famous for a year. Um, everybody's always <laughs> waving and honking at you. But even like at the hotels, like people will see you in your clothes and they're like, are you guys the ones driving that? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you're just... You're, you're low-key famous. They'll go to Target, and you think you're, like, in the clear because you're, like, way in the depths of the store, and then somebody's like, are you the one with the hot dog truck? And you're like, yeah, yep, I am. But you're like, it's so cool. Yeah, because you guys have matching swag on. So is it required that you guys, like, wear kind of a uniform as you drive around and as you go places? Yes and no. So when we're working, we do always have to be wearing one of our uniforms. We have several plain T-shirts, and then on work days, we have polos and khakis that we wear, and the mobile is embroidered on our polo and our khakis. But on our off days, we're free to wear whatever you want, but it is kind of hard to hide your getting out of the mobile anywhere you go. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. That's your only mode of transportation. Yes. Okay. And that's one of the funny things, too, if you're on an off day. And you're like walking back to the Wienermobile and normal clothes and everybody's surrounding it. And then you just pull up with the keys and they're like, what? How did you do that? So do you guys have to like steer clear of heavy populated, like you don't go to malls and stuff, right? You just, we do. We well, not on no, your off time. Oh, we do. We, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we, we go wherever we fit. So malls are easy for us because we know like there's going to be parking. But That's there's other true. places that we have to call ahead if we're going to go somewhere that's like downtown we have to call and see if there's parking lots or if we're going to a museum or something like that we can call and see or typically online you can find if they have rv or bus parking and if an rv or bus can fit we can fit because you guys aren't the same size as an rv you guys are a little bit smaller and or about the same size we're about we are like the size of a mid-sized rv okay. about so there's some that are bigger than us and some that are smaller than us we're 
11 feet high by 27 feet long. Oh gosh. Holy cow. I was a little worried when you guys came up the corner because it's a little bit of a sharp corner there. And it I is. Thought, super sharp corner. But you guys are pros right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And we got a really good turning radius. We're very aerodynamic. Yeah. Aerodynamic. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's funny. Um, you guys can't even see this, but we're, so we're in our living room. We had to open up the space at the studios um, and people are just walking us right now. And taking pictures, and it's hilarious with the kids. Yep. And uh, people don't walk on our street. We don't have sidewalks, guys, right? So uh, this is this is pretty hilarious to watch. That's, yeah, it's like that all the time. I was in my hotel last week, and I could see the Wienermobile from my window. I'm just looking out, and there's just constant stream of people just walking up to it. And you just sit back and watch. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The people watching has to be great. Yeah. yeah. It's so much fun. So how long has the Wienermobile been uh, trekking across America? Historically, the first Wienermobile was built in 1936 by Oscar Meyer's nephew Carl Meyer. Oh. The Hot Dogger program, which is what we're a part of, we're Hot Doggers, that's our official title, uh, has been around for 31 years. So we're the 31st group of people to drive the six vehicles across the country. Wow. And these are they the so, original vehicles? So that, that's 30 years old? No. So okay. there's they're all of varying ages. The ones on the road right now are all between 2012 and 2018 is when they were built. The older ones are all permanently parked in front of our plants across the country or in museums. So the 1952 is in the Henry Ford Museum in Michigan. What do you think Oscar Mayer thought of when his like nephew shows up and he's like, I built you a hot dog cart. Well, like, especially in the 30s. Right. <laughs> All right, so now let's circle back to my technically first question. Yes. Is how do you become a driver of the Wienermobile? Yeah, so every year, they, like we said, they pick a new class of people to do this. So it's mostly recent college grads. You have to have your degree to do it because we do a lot of marketing for the company as well. Um, they recruited some college campuses, and then you can also apply online, which is uh, what the both of us did. Um, and then we had some interviews and cut the mustard. Here we are. <laughs> nice. Do they teach you all the hot dog puns, or do you guys just come up with those as you're driving around? That's how she got the job. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a little bit of both. It's buns and buns of fun to speak in puns and puns and puns. Uh, so we have two weeks of training in Madison, Wisconsin, called Hot Dog High, and the pun training and just hot dog, getting to know hot dogs in general. That's all part of Hot Dog High. That is awesome. <laughs> that is so fun. Well, since there's six Wienermobiles across the country, you guys kind of take regions. So where have you guys traveled to and what have you guys seen along the way? Yeah, so um, there's six regions and you switch halfway through, so we get to do two of them. Um, so we're together right now in the Northeast, um, but we've actually been to Zola, South Carolina, and then we'll go up to Maine next week, which is really exciting. Never been there. And then my first half, I was in the Midwest, so anywhere from like, Minnesota, Iowa, all the way out to like, well, we actually went to New Jersey, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, my first half, I was in the South, so I covered everywhere between Tennessee and Texas, so we spent a lot of time in Louisiana, we made it to Kansas, we made it as far as Tallahassee, Florida, and then like Cheyenne said, we've been together in the Northeast, um, Connecticut was one of my favorite stops, because I was a, I'm a University of Connecticut graduate, so there's lots of cool stops. Nice. So what do your parents think when you come home one day and you're like, so I think I'm going to go drive a hot dog car for a year. Like, see you later. Yeah. Well, um, my dad actually found out about the job. I didn't really even know it was a thing. So he sent me a link to it. I recently graduated. He's like, this sounds like it'd be right up your alley. So I looked into it and 
It was awesome. So yeah, he's really proud. <laughs> My mom was the one who knew about it for me. So I think it was as much her dream as it was mine. Yeah. And I've had the advantage of I got to take it home. So when I rolled up with the Wienermobile outside of my house, her and my grandma just lost their minds. They were so excited. They sat by the window, people watching all day. They would run outside and be like, this is my daughter's. This is why it's here. They were just so excited. They loved well, that's it. so funny because I feel like that's what I should have done as we were standing outside our house. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely like jumping for joy. Like, I'm trying oh, to keep it went cool. On, you here. went on the mobile and took the stickers off. And you just <laughs> act like you own the thing. Hold on. I asked and I said, there's stickers in the car. Can I give these kids them? And can I take 17 for myself? No. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I agree. Like, it's totally, I don't know. I just feel like it's such a icon of like, it's the Wienermobile, like, who oh, is yeah. the well, and, and the funny, even one of our neighbors came over and he's like, I have seen these like a million times traveling around the country and I've just never got to see one up close. Like, he's seen it in a parking lot, just driving by, and couldn't stop or whatever. So he had like, got to look inside. Let's and, be honest, he's <laughs> keeping his cool. There's going to be a wreck on our road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another car just stopped by. But our neighbor, I think he, like, secretly, like, was freaking out inside. Oh, oh, just totally trying was. to play it cool. Like, oh, I just got to come look. No, yeah. he wants to be like, <laughs> No, he was out there spraying his weeds, you know, yeah. waiting for the kids to leave so he could go check it out. But you got to go take it home and, like, see your family. You're gone for a year. Do you guys get, like, a two-week break to go see family? Do they come see you? What kind of... Yeah, so I mean, they can come visit you whenever, but we also get breaks uh, for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then we get a spring break as well, so you do go oh, home. Very cool. Yeah. That is awesome. So what happens on like Thanksgiving break? Do you guys like, park the Wienermobile somewhere, or do you have to take it back to Wisconsin and then fly home? We store it, so we have a team that does all of our maintenance for us. It's actually Penske. They have Penske's all over the country. Oh, yeah. So we just look for the closest Penske to us. We call them, and they board it for the amount of time we're gone. That's really it, smart. It, in one of their lots, or do they have like a secret <laughs> storage facility? <laughs> secret storage facility. Typically, it's just their lot, but we always call and check that they are ones that have fences that well. lock, that and we sense. are typically getting maintenance done on them, even it's just like routine oil change type of things. So a lot of times they'll keep it in the bay while it's there, just because of that. That's awesome. The, uh, I was going to say, so you said you're going to Maine, and uh, I've not been to Maine. That's on our list of things that to do. Is to get to Maine. Actually, I lied. When I was 18 months old, my <laughs> uncle was living in Maine with his family. Doesn't count. And my family drove from Idaho to Maine. Wow. Uh, and that was back when you didn't have to have seatbelts, so I was up on top of the cooler in the back window that made me a little bed. But, uh, so I've been to Maine. I got pictures of me on the beach, but I remember it. But Maine is a really cool state. It's basically a giant water filter. It has like the most natural spring water uh, access available. So when you go hiking, you're most likely going to find a spring. So when you have your time off, you should go Can't hiking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has like spring water. I asked all the questions that people probably shouldn't ask, but really want to know. And the question I want to ask is what happens if you guys ding the hot dog car? Do you get fired? Because I hear that. Like, <laughs> no, really, because I've heard that UPS, that they get fired if they, like, they're in the trucks because it's, like, part of their job, right? That's how they deliver. Like, that's... So, like, what is... What happens? Because I'm sure accidents happen. Everybody could tell you about the time that you rode a garbage truck. So. Hey, 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 hey. No, everybody's seen the photo on, like, Facebook and stuff of the mm -hmm. Wiener Mobile uh, in the snow stuck on the side of the road. So, back to that guy. <laughs> well... We, we don't get fired. I'm going to start out with saying okay. <laughs> they are completely understanding to the fact that accidents happen. Like I said, at Hot Dog High, they put us through so much training to make sure that we can avoid accidents happening, but they know 
things happen. Uh, safety is their top priority. It's our top priority. So we are very aware of what we're doing. But if something does happen, our team has the protocols they follow. We call our bosses and they check in on us. They check in on the vehicle and they move forward from there. The guy in the snow, luckily everyone was safe in that situation. It was just one of those fluke incidents where they slid off. They weren't, nobody was harmed. The vehicle wasn't harmed. They turned around and got right back on the road within 15 minutes. But one of those moments where a phone came out and it made it look like it was so much worse. It happened over 10 years ago and it just keeps resurfacing. Well, you, you imagine it probably happened many times, but like previous to cell phones yeah. and camera readiness. Yep. So, but uh, now just everything gets caught. So at Hot Dog High, do you guys have like a driver's ed course and you guys have to like actually drive like an older hot dog car around or how does that work? Yeah. So part of our training on Hot Dog High is learning how to drive the wienermobiles. So we actually train with like the Madison Police Department. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. So we have a couple of days with them and they're like, they have this like training course thing. And we start out in like big suburbans. And uh, we do that for a day, and then we move on in the Wienermobiles. They have, like, cones and courses before we can actually take it out onto the road. How does it feel the first time that you get behind the wheel? Are you, like, super nervous, or are you, like, pumped, like, I'm ready to do this? Both. Both. It's such a mix of feelings. It's, you find out in, like, May that you got the job, and then you have to wait until June, so you have all of this anticipation and on top of that, you're graduating from college, saying goodbye to your friends and family, but you're also like in the back of your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to drive a giant hot dog, I'm going to drive a giant hot dog. <laughs> and then you get there and you're behind the wheel and you're like, I don't want to do anything wrong. And like, and you just got to like talk yourself off the ledge a little bit. Like 30 people, groups of people have done it before you and been fine. So like, obviously you're going to do it and be fine. But in the moment, you're just a little panicky. But it doesn't take long to get used to. Not so enough. yeah. We're experts by now. Did, did you guys have to learn to parallel park the Wienermobile? Not really. Not no. exactly. <laughs> like some of the cone simulations are yeah. like, what would you do in this case? But like. Have you ever had to parallel park the Wienermobile? Mm, yes, Sam, no. <laughs> so we've had to park it on, on the street yeah. before, like. But for the most part, when we are in those situations, so we don't typically have to like back it up too far. We don't ever have to do the pull forward and back in. But right. if we had yeah. to, we could. I'm That's sure everybody makes apart. room for it. So. I definitely like wait until there's two spots and yeah. just pull right in. I'm sure the Wienermobile is like, and I doubt anybody parks super close to it because your car will definitely get the damage if the Wienermobile after you. Well, and, and when we were out there, we were inspecting the vehicle and uh, all the different nuances and stuff. And so, Bugs. You have a giant windshield. Bugs are an issue. What's the nastiest bug? How big was it when you saw it hit your windshield? I mean, we had a really big, like, I don't know if it was a, it was like a butterfly or a moth. It was kind of sad. But uh, it just, it flew up and got caught in our, um, like, windshield wipers just chilling there for, on the interstate for 100 miles. <laughs> and you can't get out in free air yeah. there. Well, it's up high, so you almost have to get on the ladder sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys ever climbed on top of it? We have a bun roof instead of a sun roof. So, yeah, like on when we do parades, some one of us will sit on top and wave to people. So, oh, yeah. Serious? Yeah. How, yeah. So how often do you do parades? We're, we're doing one tomorrow. Okay. So it really just depends. Um, what parade do you do tomorrow? The Shenandoah Apple Blossom yeah. Festival Parade. Okay. Yes, in Virginia. Yes. But by the time that this has aired, it will <laughs> have been a few days ago. Yeah, but so. next year. The Shenandoah Apple Blossom Festival. That's true. Do you guys like repeat? Like, is everyone doing the same route every year, or do you guys kind of 
depends on yeah it's different i mean we do go back to some events that we'll do yearly but for the most part we're all doing different things in here I had like a million, but yeah. I'm still like in shock and awe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we are a travel podcast, and you guys are traveling all over the place for the summer, for the year, I guess, right? So, what are some of the experiences that you've had out on the road that you're like, okay, this is awesome because I normally wouldn't have this type of experience? I mean, anybody who goes out west and if they're within you know a couple hours of Yellowstone, they need to stop mm-hmm. and see Yellowstone. Um, it's it's crazy. Uh, you're not going to find any place in the world like it. So what are some of the things that you guys have done on your on your adventures uh, that you're like, wow, I didn't think I'd ever do something like this? Um, gosh, I mean, we do a lot. A yeah. lot of, I mean, what I like to do is just, like, eat food. So I try to, like, find, like, little local spots everywhere we go. We go to a lot of small towns, so there's just so many things I would have never tried. Um, and then, like, I was in Traverse City, Michigan one time. And um, we just took a boat out on the lake, and then um, we actually met these firefighters, and they led us up, like, on whatever it's called. So we were, like, 90 feet in the air on their, like, fire truck, which is something that would have never happened if it wasn't for the Wienermobile. So that was really cool. Yeah. I made it to Wichita, Kansas, which is just not somewhere I ever would have gone in my life. And it's just a pretty place, and, like, the people there are very nice. They have a lot of really cool yoga studios but they have this amazing bakery there i can't think of the name of it right now oh it's called the milk shop and it was right by our hotel and i would walk there they had everything like pies pastries so it's just it's the little local finds that make it so amazing did you guys have that mentality before you came out and did this or has this kind of really brought that out of you to find those local dives uh, restaurants yeah local things to do um, I mean, as far as the food's concerned, I did. That's one of the uh, things I was most excited about, is just to find new things everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> I came with it a little bit. I grew up twirling baton, and so my mom and I had to go to a lot of random small towns in Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and she never wanted anything to be boring, and she didn't necessarily always want to eat at her chain restaurant, so found a lot of fun food that way, a lot of fun adventures that way, so it was just something that was instilled in me to like, continue to find those fun adventures, even when you're in somewhere that seems super boring. It doesn't mean it is. It, it, it makes, like that motto. Yeah, it makes your travel so much more fun when you can break it up with really cool, interesting stuff and say, oh, I did this, and somebody go, I never even knew that was possible. So um, who knew that uh, the Wienermobile could show up at your house? <laughs> I, I seriously am still freaking out about it. Like, oh. The Wienermobile is parked in front of our house. Uh, well, we just had a traffic jam uh, out there. I tried to get a picture of it. Two guys came up, and there was uh, two cars, and two guys in one car and one guy in the other car, and they were just like, can you believe this? And they pull out their phones, and you can see the big smiles on their faces. And these are these are like 35-year-old dudes. This is little kids. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So we we grew up with Oscar Mayer, right? The whistles, the whole thing, like the song. Yeah. Are you going to sing the song? Well, have you sing the song later? Well, have you sing the song? Yeah, you guys sing it because you guys, I'm sure, have to learn We had to sing it for our interviews, actually. Did you really? All by yourself? My third one has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. It's right there on the side of the truck. You'd be able to just watch yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's the other part. I can't remember if it goes back. You guys can do it later. So. Well, we grew up with it and, and the song and all that. Have you noticed that the new generation, do they still know you? Because the song isn't really around very much. And neither, like, it's hard to find, like, an Oscar Mayer whistle. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, definitely something we see a lot is the older people are 
way more excited than younger people just because they have so many memories with it. I mean, everyone's excited about it, even if they don't know what it is. It's a big hot dog on wheels, so. Yeah. Yeah, but they definitely don't know the song very much anymore, but we actually have a song sheet when we're at our events that people can take and learn it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. We might need a song sheet. Yes. You guys have one? Yes, yeah, awesome. of course. We'll and we one. have a... <laughs> we'll teach the kids. Yeah. The next generation. Yes. Everyone should know it. We have a CD that plays, I think it's 22 different versions of... Are you serious? ...of the jingle in all, like, different ways. So we play that at our events sometimes. And, I mean, it's always the parents that are, like, singing it at their kids, trying to get them to know it. But as soon as younger kids see it, they just... They're hooked. They're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we let people come inside of it at our events. And they're like, now you've been inside of a hot dog. And, like, now you can say you've been inside of the Wienermobile, which is really cool. Well, that's funny that you mentioned that because my kids and I actually found the Wienermobile years ago in Boise, and I actually have a picture on my wall behind me of, and I think my oldest is, my oldest is three, I think my, my baby would have been one, like, just gen kids, and now they got to come today, they're eight and six now, and they remember it, and so, like, we get to update the picture on our wall, yeah, and we're really excited about it. Did you go inside of it at that time? I did not, because yeah. it was parked in a hotel, so I'm sure they were watching outside the window being like, like oh, that grown woman freaking out. They like, probably get tired of it, they're probably not just staring at the window like, okay, let's see what's going on. <laughs> I don't know, you can sit out the window. I know, well, I get tired, but too. I don't do it for 365 days. That's true. So. <laughs> Has there ever been a time when you're like, I just don't want to drive a hot dog anymore? Or is it, because I feel like it'd be constantly different, like festivals and different events that you stop at, that I feel like there'd be enough variety, or does it just ever get old, because you're on the road constantly? Yeah, but I mean, we're in a new city every week, yeah. you're always meeting new people, doing different events, so it really doesn't get boring. Yeah, like we like to say, there's ups and downs to every job, so there are highs, there are lows, but there's nothing I'd rather be doing. I agree, I feel like maybe as a 30-something year old that I could drive a hot dog. Yeah. What would you do if I took um, off for a year? Maybe well, I could take the baby. Do you think babies are allowed to come? Like, <laughs> I think they need to have a family do it for a year. And for volunteer? One, for one of them. They should we do meet a uh, program. lots of uh, older people that say we should let our retired people do it, have a retired yeah. program. But, yeah. One of the things that I think would be really interesting to do with the, the Wienermobile is like, show up at a campsite and uh, go camping with it and just uh, have your Oscar Mayer wieners around a campfire, have a tent next to it. Well, I think I heard somebody ask you this outside, but I didn't hear the answer. So you guys don't actually carry a hot dog with it? Nothing like that? Just the whistles? No. Yes, just, just the whistles and the stickers. We do have the whistles. Oh, you we do have make whistles? sure you guys get whistles before oh, we leave. Oh, boy. Yes, <laughs> that is part of the Wienermobile magic is that is the only place where you can still get an iconic Wiener whistle. See? So there you we, go. Imagine if I found the whistles and the stickers. So <laughs> I'm like, whistles for everybody! <laughs> so we are not a food truck, so we don't have any way to cook them and to serve them, so we serve up memories instead of hot dogs. That might even be better. Memories will last a lifetime. Hot yes. dogs will last 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, settle the bait. Ketchup or no ketchup on hot dogs? Ketchup. ketchup. Ketchup and mustard. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. You, guys, you were in the Midwest. Did you go to Chicago at all? Yeah, I heard it's a lot about it. It's yeah. a sin. Yeah, if it you is. If you ask for it, they will <laughs> yeah. stone you. Okay, so. they, yeah. <laughs> we have like, a little cardboard cutout hot dog that people can put their face in and take a picture. And they always got really mad because we had a ketchup one and not a mustard one. Oh, uh, yeah. Say, yeah. Oh, that's true. It yeah. only has ketchup on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some people have mustard ones too, but we just, we only have oh. ketchup yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I that's mean, funny. I can do it with just ketchup. I can't do a hot dog with just mustard. Oh, I can't. I think I can do it either way. Oh, yeah. 
I can do it alone. Celery salt. Celery salt. Ooh. That's the yeah. secret of the Chicago hot dog yeah. one. I got and, the, and the pickle and the and the, pickle and the tomatoes. So <laughs> one time I didn't have any of the ingredients for a Chicago dog. I just had celery salt and mustard. And I'm like, oh, I'll try this on my hot dog. And I was eating it. I'm like, this does not taste right. And it turns out I did not grab celery salt. I grabbed taco seasoning, which is not good on a hot dog and not good with mustard. Taste right. So what is the craziest thing that has happened with like people and the that you guys have seen with people and the Wiener Mobile? One of my craziest moments to happen was I was driving through Madison, Wisconsin, which is where uh, the program is based out of. That's where we do all of our training and everything. And we were on our way out of town, driving back to Kansas, and all of a sudden, on the street corner, there was someone knocking on our window, and my part I was driving, and my partner opened the window, and was like, we're at a red light, like, we, we have to go, and she goes, I drove in class 27! Oh, oh like, that's crazy. And it was just so crazy funny, because you just never know what to expect when that happens, but yeah. she seemed so frantic to talk to us, and so we were like what and she it was so so it was just one of those weird coincidental moments that she happened to be outside when we happened to be driving out of town i mean yeah this is always such a hard question for me because there's crazy things that happen literally every day so it's almost like normal so it's hard to like remember everything but like there's constantly like we've been out like people are just jumping out of their cars at red lights and taking pictures or (laughs) Like, it's, it's crazy. Well, I was going to say, the yeah. Wienermobile's never been an accident, but maybe the Wienermobile might have caused some accidents. Yeah, yeah. We're all freaking out like People are always, yeah, have, have their phones out their window. Oh, that's true. Like, we were in traffic today on the way here, and this lady was just, uh, she's standing up outside her sunroof taking pictures yeah. on the interstate. And it wasn't, yeah. like, just her head and arms. Like, her, everything was out. She was, like, there for the photo. Was she driving, too? No. Oh, okay. Somebody else was driving, but she was still full yeah. out of the sunroof it's on the awesome. interstate. We just get so many looks like you're just going down the street and like it's always funny to watch people like with their head turned and then you see them turn around and they're like, you're like here it comes they're gonna get it and then they just lose it some of the windows towards the back in the window mobile you can't see through so like have you ever been inside when people are freaking out and they don't know you're in there yes <laughs> You scare them because I I could not resist the urge to like. (laughs) (laughs) Scare them, but yeah, when we start to open the door, you can hear everyone like they're coming out, they're coming out. So I imagine getting gas uh, is a task. It's an adventure, and you never know what end of the adventure it's going to be. It's either going to be speedy, quick, and no one's going to even notice you were at the gas station, or you're going to be there for an hour. So (laughs) we've had it on both ends. It depends on the day. It depends on the place. So, I mean, yeah, it's always an event. People are asking you questions, taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> like we said, we're famous. For you're right. So, you're there's no hiding when you're driving a 27 I wonder if it's going to be weird. So, like, a week after you guys are done, I want you to call back in, and I want you to be like, so, I walked into Target. Nobody knew that I just drive yeah. a hot dog. Yeah. Car. Nobody recognized me. It was the weirdest feeling. Seriously. Like, I want to see what it sounds Even, like. Even, like, going, when we go home for break, I'll be driving my car. And, like, people are looking at me in my window. I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. But then I'm like, wait, why are they looking at me? I'm in a normal car. So it's like, it could be a culture shock for sure. Yeah. Well, we have to ask you the three gone tripping questions so you both get to answer. Okay. Our first question is, where is your favorite place that you have traveled to? Uh, okay. Probably. Okay, I'm going to give you two answers. One in the Northeast. Oh, well, they're both in the Midwest. 
just kidding. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say Traverse City, Michigan. It was right on the lake, and we were there in the summer. We had to go on the boats. Um, they have one of the best ice cream places in the whole world. If anybody's ever there, go to Moomers. They have the best salted caramel. Um, but the people were really great. We actually got invited to somebody's house for breakfast. And uh, it was just very random. There were strangers, and we went over there, and they made us this huge buffet. So it was just a really nice time. That's funny, because I think that's the second time doing this podcast that somebody has said Trevor City, Michigan. Yeah, a lot of good, that's when we went on the fire truck. It was just yeah, a really good week. So that's, that's funny. <laughs> and what's funny, too, is like, I live near Michigan, but never went that far, because it's about the, like, the north mm-hmm. top, and now I'm like totally bummed that we didn't. So oh, that's we're, now back we're on our up there. We still gotta go see Karen Dynas from one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, she was pretty fun. So what about you? Um, I would have to say, oh, there were so many cool places. I'm going to go with Longview, Texas. It was a special week on the road for me. We got to plan all of our events that week. And so we got to actually like meet so many different people. And everyone wanted to feed us, which was amazing. We went to this like great uh, burger place. And I got like ordered cheese fries. And it was a mountain of cheese fries. And they had the best milkshakes. And they we went to this place and we got burritos. And I... Um, our burrito had a, like it was named after oh it was the Chuck Norris burrito it was the oh, name oh, of this burrito yes. and it was literally the size the of best. my head but I think just uh, kind of like what Cheyenne said the people made Longview Texas like everyone was just so happy to see us and it was just the perfect size where like everyone knew why we were there everyone knew like to talk to us and what to talk to us about and like they were checking in on us on like how we were doing as people not just as hot doggers which was just so cool Okay, so this is going to be like contribution question one. A. What's the best place you guys have eaten since you've been in the Oscar Mayer Wiener? Yeah, Ren is like big on food. I, I, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. Big, big, big I, I started a food Instagram doing this, so yeah. I can remember everything. And before I always said, I don't know, because there's so many places, but two weeks ago, I had the best meal of my whole life <laughs> in D.C., it was at this place, I forget the name of it, but it was a Georgian, like the Europe country, Georgia. Okay. It was like a Georgian country, yeah. like restaurant, whatever. Um, and I had this, I forget what it's called, but it's basically, it was like homemade bread bowl with four different kinds of cheese and an egg on top. And then they just mixed oh. it all in. It was the best thing I've ever had in my whole life. So like it was like a fondue. Kind of. Yeah, I dream about it every day. Oh, really? Like, that it was good. literally amazing. That good? Yeah. Yeah, so if anybody's in D.C., I didn't give you the name, but I'm sure that's the only Georgian restaurant. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> well, I didn't know that Georgian uh, restaurants existed. So no, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, now now that we're close, we're close to D.C., so we're going to put that one on the list <laughs> and find that out. What about you? San Antonio, Texas. I will never forget this meal because I was going to order pizza for the second night in a row, and my mom called, and she was like, you have to go to this steakhouse. Your grandpa insists that you go to the steakhouse, and he's going to pay for the meal, so just go order whatever you want. It's a little rain steakhouse in San Antonio. It's on the Riverwalk. I spent $110 on a meal for myself. Right. Only me. Uh, I had escargot, a steak, and a potato. I ate a whole loaf of bread by myself because we had to drive the next day, so I couldn't take (laughs) anything back to the hotel. And then I had the best uh, three-berry cobbler with homemade ice cream for dessert. And just like... I couldn't walk for the next three days. I was still so full, and it was just—it was so good. It was just, and it wasn't even like so like fancy. It was just like a normal steakhouse, basically. Like no, everyone there was just in like jeans and t-shirts, but 
the staff was nice, the food was good, I got to sit outside on the, the balcony and watch as the little boats went by on the river walk, it was so good. I, you brought up something that I think is uh, funny is the, uh, the most you ever spent on a meal. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to, I was in Chicago working and I went to um, Lowry's, the prime rib, and there's only like six of them in the world or whatever. Uh, and yeah, hundred bucks on my myself. And I, <laughs> it was awesome. And then, but I had that same feeling in the back, like, I just spent a hundred dollars on one meal. Like, did you have that same, like, oh, yeah. like I was what like, just happened? Ooh. <laughs> like, I was just like, I hope that's what they wanted me yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. So second question, that was 1A. Uh, second question is... Every time you do 1A, it makes me think of Ant-Man and the Wasp. I oh. just want to point that out. He oh, sorry. says he doesn't like Marvel movies, but then he does. Did yeah. you see Endgame? Yes. Oh, oh so good. So no good. spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the second question. Um... So, second question uh, is, what is the place that's on your bucket list that you haven't gotten to yet, but you want to go and visit uh, sometime soon? Country or the world? Anywhere. Anywhere you Anywhere. want. Okay. Well, I really want to go to Switzerland, but I'm actually going there after hot dogging oh. is over. So, other than go. that, um, I really want to go to Thailand, just like Southeast Asia area. Okay. Really bad. Like, their food is so good. I love Asian food. And it's so beautiful over there, so that's where I want to go. Yeah, I would really like to go to Greece. It has always just been a dream of mine to like go over there and see. Oh, it's just so beautiful. The water looks so beautiful. <laughs> so big, big dream, Greece. And our last question, and my personal favorite, is what is your biggest travel fail? We know that things don't always go as planned, and that still works out, but like something where things just did not go right. There are lots of things that don't go right. But, um, and it doesn't have to do with the Wienermobile. It can be, like, you know, um, college. Uh, the time TSA took a jar of peanut butter. in a restaurant that you were like, oh, I'm really hungry. <laughs> there, One time TSA took food. a jar of peanut butter from me. I tried to carry it on the plane. <laughs> you tried to carry a jar of peanut butter. Well, it's not a liquid or, like, so I, I thought you might just... be able to make a bomb with please, peanut butter. Please tell me that you argued with her, like, as she's taking your I peanut cried. Butter. It was like, it was, I was on the way to a time contest with my mom, and no one told me not to put the peanut butter in my carry-on. I was going to eat it as a snack after we got through security, and they took it. And I was like, why? And they're like, it's a liquid. And I was like, peanut butter is clearly not a liquid. Also, on that note, yeah. you cannot take applesauce through TSA either. Oh. <laughs> Did that get taken too? Yes. <laughs> that is you know what's hilarious. really funny? So I went to visit Arizona and Costco only sells certain things at certain places. And so there's our favorite berry syrup that's sold only at the Costco's out west. So she had bought one and I kind of basically smuggled it back here and took it from her. And I knew I was going to get searched no matter what. Like I was like, they're going to find this weird random bottle and they're going to search. And sure enough, I opened my bag when I got home, totally got searched. Like they just don't like food. <laughs> it's weird. The only fail I can think of right now is um, a couple years ago, I was out west. So we was doing like a national park tour like on spring break with my family. And um, we were almost done with it, only had like a day or two left, and we went to this, I forget what it's called, some national park, it was kind of lame, whatever. And then um, the next day we went to Zion, and it was the coolest thing ever, like I wish I could have spent so much time there. But um, we only had like two hours because we spent all our time at the lane one. So. Okay, so if you went to Zion, I'm guessing you went to Bryce. 
Now you're gonna no, because that was cool too. It was. I don't know what it's called. Because you're Capital in Ren, Reef. You're in Ren's favorite part of the country. Yeah. So he knows all of these. Like, so, there's no like ones over there. So, like, so if you went, I'm just thinking. Know. If you went the next day, I'm thinking of the national parks that are within like driving was, distance of a day. There's Capitol Reef National Park, which is less like known. a less known one. I feel like. Uh, okay. I think Capitol Reef might be. It might have been right. Capitol Reef. And you probably no, just... No, it wasn't. I oh, Look at him. He's like, you I didn't do it right. I'm going take you back. <laughs> I've got to know. I've got to know. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. But anyways... Was it in Utah? Yes. Okay, because there's only five national parks in Maybe Utah. Maybe it was in Nevada. It might have been in Nevada. Oh, uh, was it... I was uh, Nevada, Nevada. I don't know. We're from out west, so we say Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's different everywhere you go. Yeah, so if they... Because there's... It, in Nevada, I'm trying to think of... There's a like fiery gorge or something like that. Um, I don't know, it was a mountain, we did like a, we went into these caves, we did like a cave tour thing. It was only, maybe it wasn't lame, but when we were there, there was a big section of it closed. Mm. We, like for whatever, well, the spring, so that, that's probably why. That's but, one of the things like with, like, anywhere you go, if yeah. you don't have any information of what to do, and it can be lame. And so yeah. like, that's one of the things that, you know, got me into like, the Gone Tripping podcast aspect of it is, how many times I went to Yellowstone, and yeah. you go there one time, you do the loop, and it's like, oh, that's cool. But then I went like eight more times and did the loop, and it was still cool, but it's all stuff I'd seen before. Yeah. And then I'd find, you know, find friends who would have pictures of this waterfall, and they're standing right below this 50 foot waterfall. I'm like, where is that? I'm like, oh, you have to hike into it. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, well, nobody knows about it unless you know about it. So My point is, Zion is amazing, and I want to go back. <laughs> you, you drove through the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to do the uh, big whatever angels landing. Okay. But I didn't get to do that because we didn't have time. Okay. Angels, I've been to the top of Angels Landing multiple times, and then there's the Chicken Out Ridge, uh, where it turns kind of that ridge back and gets really narrow. It's where people fall. Uh, and um, that's, I can't get past it. I've tried because you're like, but you're hanging on to the oh, chain by your calf. And I'm a bigger guy, so I'm just like, <laughs> it's not worth it. I got high enough. But uh, one of my favorite, I did the subway um, last time I went, uh, and it's, it's really cool. So you get back there, do Angel's Landing, and then try to get a uh, permit to do subway. But don't do the one where you die. What's well, Angel's Landing? She can, she can try. I, oh, I had a friend. You can try. You oh, might die. Well, I had a friend that, like, we got up to the top, and it was in early April, and all of a sudden a snowstorm came through. Oh. And she was, I stayed behind, and me and one other person stayed behind, and then her uh, and two other people went, and she was just wearing Keds. So we had walkie-talkies, and I go, are you guys okay? Because we couldn't see them, because you're up high, and the snow cloud just came through, and they disappeared, but she, she was fun, so. Speaking of Keds, a failure I always make is picking the right shoes. Hey, I'm, you guys have something in common. Let's be friends. Right? <laughs> I go to New York a lot, and I always, you know, um, be all fashionable and I, my feet always regret it. <laughs> but you know what's funny is every time I've gone to New York, I've always made sure that I have like really wearable shoes. But then I look around and I'm like, these people aren't wearing wearable <laughs> shoes. Like, what is it that like they can do it when I'm like trekking around and I've got like a cute outfit and the worst shoes? Yeah. But I also go to New York and I never wear all black. I always wear a lot of color. And so I always stick out like a sore thumb anyhow because everyone's in black. And then there's me in like hot pink. Here I am. Like, so no, I, I totally feel you. In fact, Bren and I tried to go hiking once, and the ranger, um, there was one specific hike that Bren wanted to do really bad, and I was wearing shoes that, like, had close toe, they laced up, but they were, like, 
Ren calls them fashion. They were like kids, basically. And the ranger was like, yeah, you cannot do that hike in those shoes. Like, not at all. So, like, Ren had been waiting weeks to, like, go do this hike. And, and I was like, oh, just kidding. Didn't get to do it. But in her defense, she did do another hike. And she did that in flip-flops, like designer flip-flops. And there was one point uh, about half a mile from the lake we were hiking to that she did sit on a rock and pout. But she, I went and but she out, finished. I, quit. I straight oh. up quit. <laughs> Just pouted, okay? <laughs> in my defense, in that whole trip, I was not planning on hiking. I was planning on hanging out by yeah, the lake the entire like, time. We're going to sit on the beach, right? Yeah, so when he was like, let's go hiking. Until he like, found the paddle boards. What? I paddle boards on the lake. Like, yeah. put me by the water, I'm fine. <laughs> We'd like to thank you guys so much for driving up here, for bringing the Oscar Mayer Marine Mobile, and just bringing the magic. Like, yeah. we love it that you're on our podcast, and just, like, this is, like, nostalgia lane for us. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to finish out, see what it's like to be a real person again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be different. Yes, for sure. I should ask that. Are there ever any repeat drivers? Or no, that's not allowed. No, that is another piece of the magic, is you're one and done, so you do your year, and there's 12 of us, and we are very close, and we will always be class 31, and that'll be it. I am gone tripping. We just wanted to thank Gabriella and Cheyenne for coming onto our show, driving all the way up here with the Wienermobile to park it in front of our house. They were great ambassadors for Oscar Mayer and the Wienermobile, and we wish them the best of luck as they finish out their year. And also, I'd like to thank Ike for joining us. <laughs> I'm sure you heard him during the episode. Don't forget to visit the website for show notes at gontrippinpodcast.com and tag us with your favorite travel and adventure pictures on Instagram using the hashtag gontrippin or at gontrippinpodcast. Subscribe on any of your favorite podcast listening apps and make every trip an adventure. Gontrippin, my wagoneer and I. Gontrippin, reading the road signs. Gontrippin, one playlist at a time. Gontrippin, odometer's ticking. I'm doing a rebel sibin. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I, I am gone tripping.